Hey there, this is Donna R. Gore, Lady Justice, coming to you with a new episode of The Nightmare of Healthcare. And I think I want to call this episode, entitle this episode, uh, A Little of This and a Little of That, because as I go along my path here of um, recovery from injury, I'm always discovering new and different things that would be important for the audience to know. So today I want to talk about a couple of different things. Um, And one of them is, um, for example, in Connecticut, a new law that came out where our new governor is um, removing the restrictions for home care companies Uh, which I think you may be familiar with in terms of any job, uh, non-compete. Many of these um, uh, non-medical companies provide homemaking services and personal care attendant services. And having gone through this, I can attest to the fact that although in general they provide very good services, they are extremely expensive because they have a standard of a minimum of three hours per shift. And many of the um, people, um, although they're skilled at homemaking, they may um, be less educated in terms of formal education. And typically they are paid very low wages, even though the companies are are paid very well by customers and they don't pass the um, profits down the line. Uh, such that um, after a period of time, a customer may want to get out of their contract with the company and hire the person privately. It may be a better living wage for the customer as as well as the attendant. And up until now, uh, they have not been able to do so in Connecticut. So I say um, all the better for both the customer and the personal care attendant if they can um, arrange to have a better um, living situation as well as a better wage for the personal care attendant. So you might want to look into that for your own state uh, and for your own personal benefit if you are in the situation where you're you're having to have non-medical services dictated by a, uh, a company that essentially uh, relegates the profits to the administrators. Uh, And another thing I want to mention to you uh, that I hope to do a a separate um, topic on or a separate episode is something I learned from a physical therapist. For years and years, it has always been that someone with a complex uh, disability and needing skilled therapy, such as myself, it's spastic cerebral palsy, whose situation, whose physical situation does not change, but but may get but may get worse, is not entitled to what they call um, maintenance maintenance therapy. Um, they can only receive services unless there is a, an acute care. Um, injury involved in in the case where a PT or an OT can always show improvement, 
thereby um, being covered by insurance. Well, our, our disabilities do not work like that, and it's counterproductive to think that somebody who, who ages with a disability is, is going to get better from that permanent disability and constantly improve. Uh, and in fact, there was a lawsuit um, in 2013 such, such that now um, the, no, uh, uh, the no improvement standard um, is applied in determining Medicare coverage for maintenance claims that, that require um, skilled care. No longer do you just have to wait until there is an acute injury be- before you can have insurance coverage um, in order to maintain um, your baseline or to kind of keep you up to snuff. So I will go into that hopefully with a physical therapist or a a supervising physical therapist if I can get somebody uh, to speak more um, in a detailed manner uh, about this issue. But it is huge and it is something that the federal government has kept under wraps. A third thing I wanted to mention is that there's a lot of good tips for someone who has been injured uh, and someone who is requiring skilled occupational and or physical therapy um, when you're on the road to recovery in terms of uh, saving energy and making work more simple. Uh, I have a, a great handout that I was given and just to summarize uh, briefly in the, uh, as an overall um, matter, and then I can go into specifics. Um, here are some generalized um, suggestions. If, uh, if you are in the situation that I am in, currently recovering, but maybe do not have all of your energy or endurance back and you want to make work tasks simpler and you do not have a lot of help from other people, you can plan out your daily schedule, which I do anyway, prioritize your tasks uh, so that you get your most important things done in in your day, make sure that you pace yourself um, so that you you get more done, so those are the three P's as they call them. When you're doing a task, Uh, Plan ahead to avoid rushing and becoming too tired. Again, prioritize. And just to let you know, standing takes a lot more energy than sitting and doing a task, so they recommend you sit. Uh, Work done with your arms takes more energy than work done with your legs if you, you can't accomplish the same thing with your legs. Work done right after a meal causes more demand for oxygen uh, to your heart. Maybe that has something to do with digestion. So just as your mom and dad used to tell you, don't go into the water until 30 minutes, um, you know, uh, after you eat before swimming. Um, uh, Rehab therapists are also recommending that you wait 30 minutes after eating before doing a task. Uh, That one I thought was kind of funny because I remembered that old anecdote. Um, 
So let me see. In general here, we talked a little bit about pacing. Um, so accept those situations that you can't, cha- you can't change and use your energy for only those things that you can change. And you're not going to be able to scrub the floors or necessarily squeegee your entire shower if it takes too much energy or even change your bed linens. Um, Interestingly enough, that requires a lot of respiratory control because when you pick up the mattress and you fold things under, you are actually holding your breath um, and you're, when you put things down. And um, it does require a lot of energy for something like that. Um, other labor-saving methods, methods, sit at a counter uh, to, or a table to prepare your, your foods. Um, of course, use a ride-on mower versus a, a manual one. Um, sit sit at a stool or a workbench. And um, bench, there are shower benches to shower, which save a lot of energy. Uh, make sure you sit down to do your, your um, personal care ADLs by doing your hair, your hair dryer, drying off after a shower. Um, if you iron, which I did the other day, which is very rare, they're, they're, they're telling you to sit down to, to iron or you know uh, use clothes that are um, wrinkle-free. Uh, use a handheld shower uh, extension, that's another uh, idea. And then there's a number of different things you can do to organize your, your work areas. Um, make sure that um, your cleaning materials, your, your utensils, your pots and pans are on shelves or counters um, that are low so you don't have to go reaching up high for them. Um, I know a lot of people love to, to, to hand wash and dry dishes, but again, that takes more physical energy. Use your electric appliances. Use um, long-handled mops and dusters and dust mops. Make sure you use good lighting and, and uh, ventilation. Uh, if you're driving, if you can drive, use, use uh, cruise control. And uh, make sure you use shopping carts for your groceries or your uh, garbage cans, your recyclables, things like that. Make sure you make a shopping list. Um, Organize your list by certain aisles. Shop um, during times that are less busy. Don't uh, go when other people are working if you happen not to be working. Use long-handled sponges. Um, You you can uh, use elevated toilet seats. Uh, with grab bars to make sure that you um, that you use less energy and make sure that um, that you use both hands to lift objects um, from an oven or a refrigerator and um, use both hands to, to, to push objects as well and that you use proper body mechanics when you're lifting things, meaning don't use your back, make sure you you bend at the knees uh, to lift to save your back. Um, so those are just, uh, uh, um, oh, as well, um, with a lot of people, you may want to uh, wear button-up clothes instead of pullover, but for those that have, those of us who have fine motor um, difficulties with buttons, to have um, shirts and things that are a little bit larger and go over the head, or in my instance, needed to have more room because I was wearing a brace, make sure you wear 
um, clothing that's maybe a size larger than what you normally use um, or, or cut the sleeves as I did just to save energy, to save ease of getting things on and off. So with that, I think I will end this episode and hopefully the next time I will uh, be able to enlighten you more about the, um, the federal guideline of being able to get skilled maintenance therapy um, if you happen to be eligible for Medicare or Medicaid um, as a result of, of the lawsuit that um, was kept under wraps from 2013. So I'll sign off for now. Uh, thanks for listening. Please do, sh- do share uh, this podcast and these tips with other people. Uh, take care.